0: How are we doing tonight? Yes, we're good. Good to hear. Uh, Tonight we are starting a brand new sermon series called No More Broken Hearts. Yes, if this is your first time here, hello. It's nice to meet you. My name is Landon. I am the associate student pastor here And like I said, we are starting a new sermon series called No More Broken Hearts. Now, real quick, real quick, how many of you in this room would say at some point in your life your heart has been broken? Anybody? Relationship? Anything? Oh, we got some late. Nice! Yeah! Okay. Yeah, so, listen up real quick. Okay, so around high school, is kind of the time where your heart first gets broken, right? It's hard, it's tough, it's sad. I was listening to Juice World, not a good idea. It did happen, I know. Um, but the thing is, right, the reality is that these relationships fail and our hearts break because we are putting too much emphasis on that relationship, correct? We are putting too much value in that relationship, and so when it ends, we feel like we have nothing left, right? We feel like we have nothing left because we gave our all into that relationship. Another issue is that the world is constantly putting pressure on us in relationships, right? Like this is how you should act in a relationship. This is what you should do in a relationship. And one of the biggest problems is that entertainment in today's society pushes sex on each of you more than you will ever know. It's in TV shows, it's in movies, it's in music that you listen to. And so whether you consciously know it or not, Sex is being pushed on you in relationship. Simply by the music you listen to, it is constantly surrounding us, right? And a problem with this is that everyone talks about sex except for the church. You hear it everywhere you go. It's constantly surrounding you, so it is a shame that the church can't stand up and talk to you about sex. And so today and for the next four weeks, that's exactly what we're going to do. So this four-week sermon series is all about sex. Yes. Now listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. Wow, we're excited. That's good. That's cool. Uh, The ways people sometimes talk about sex these days tends to leave out aspects that are really important, okay? People leave out really important details. And so this series is all about asking the question, what if there's more to it than we think? What if there's more to it than we think? What if there's more to it than what you watch on TV? What if there's more to it than what you hear in music? Now... I understand and I realize that this topic can be awkward. I understand that. And so we're going to back up real quick before we get into anything today. And I'm going to tell you about a time, the time, that I learned about sex in the church. Right? So I went to a church called First Baptist Tomball. Okay? And we did a sermon series all about sex and it was called True love waits. Okay? And it was a four week sermon series, almost structured like a class, teaching us uh, that God made sex and God's intentions for sex, right? God created sex to be had within marriage between a man and a woman. And so in this class, we learned about this, and the, the ending of the sermon series was week four, obviously. And Of course, it's kind of awkward hearing about sex around your friends. But at the very end of the sermon series, uh, there was this little sheet of paper that every person got. And I had to sign it. I got to sign it. My parents got to sign it. And it basically said that I was promising that I would save myself from marriage. And you can get a ring or whatever you want. Um, And so the awkward part about this, right? It was a good lesson. Um, It's the truth. And it was awesome. But the most awkward part about my experience was that on on the final sermon series, I had to walk down the aisle similar to this, right? I had to walk down the middle aisle with both my parents, walk to the stage in front of all my friends, and sign this piece of paper. Okay, so here's the thing. This is, this is eighth grade. This is, this is junior high Landon walking to the stage to sign a paper about sex. Okay? Kind of awkward. I know. But here's the thing, right? The hope in this sermon series is that no matter what, my experience won't be the same as your experience because of the way we're gonna talk about sex for the next four weeks, right? I'm excited about the sermon series because I hope that we get to pour a lot of truth into you that sex is a good thing. Why? Because God created it. And the issue is that we push this topic away because we're maybe ashamed by it or afraid of it, and the question is why? Why? We can talk about every other good thing God made, but for some reason we don't talk about sex. And the more we push it away, the more it can get us in trouble later in life. And so that's why I'm excited about the next four weeks. So here's the thing. This is different. This is a different sermon series, but I ask that tonight you would pay attention, okay? This is going to be one of the most important sermon series that we do because as, we, as we're going to learn later, sex is powerful. And if you mess with it, that power can ruin your life. Okay? I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to get into it. God, thank you for tonight. God, I thank you for these tough conversations that we get to bring to the table to these students. God, thank you for your word, and thank you that everything you made was and is good. And so, God, would you speak through me tonight? Would you use your word in a mighty way? And, God, will be learned tonight the way you designed sex to be. God, you are good, and we love you. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. So regardless of what your experience has been with the talk, okay, whether you got it from a parent, your health teacher at church, your friends, the internet, or not at all, something we can probably all relate to is when it comes to sex, everyone has an opinion. Okay, everyone has an opinion, and this makes things really difficult because when everyone has an opinion, we don't know who or what to listen to. And it raises some questions like, what should we believe? Where do we go to find out what we really need to know? And the thing is, with as many messages as you have already gotten about sex, what if there was still something more to it than you think? And that's what we're going to spend our time talking about today. Today, we're going to break down the wall and talk about it. Because one way or another You're hearing about it. So, a a quick little truth point right here. Um, Have you ever tried to jump in the middle of a TV show? Right? It's like episode eight or nine, there's like 20 episodes. You're like, what's going on? I don't have any context. What's happening? My example is I watched Avengers Endgame with like out watching the previous 10 Marvel movies. Not a good idea. Had no idea what was going on. It's fine. But, In order to learn about sex, we have to go back to the beginning. We have to go all the way back to the book of Genesis, all right? And Genesis opens with the creation of the world. It's the story of God's intentional work to make the world. And on the sixth day, God created human beings. And so tonight we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1. Verses 26 through 28. So right now, let's all stand in honor of God's word. And I'm going to read Genesis 1, 26 and 28. It says this. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. You may have a seat. This is God's word. So this verse tells us a few things, right? And we're going to focus on two of them. God made people and God made sex. And the writer says it was very good. And so tonight's bottom line is sex is good and sex is powerful. Sex is good, right? It's it's an expression of love and trust and vulnerability. And sex is powerful. It brings two people together in a very intimate way. It can create life. It can bond relationships, and it can break relationships. And if sex is good and sex is powerful, this means that sex isn't shameful. Sex is not shameful. And so the challenge in this is that we should not be ashamed to talk about this tonight. You should not feel shame to bring questions about it to your parents. You should not feel that shame because sex is good. It was created by God and it has a purpose. And like I said earlier, God created all of these good things, but for some reason we push this topic away. So sex is not shameful. How we treat sex and how we treat people matters. And in high school, when I was most of y'all's age, I did not treat sex well, and I did not treat people well, and this got me in a lot of trouble. It created chaos at home with my dad, and I ended up hurting a lot of people. Because sex is so powerful, if we don't treat it with the power it deserves, that power will ruin our lives. What's up to this one it will divide your soul and create voids in your life that you begin to believe only sex can fill. Because sex is so powerful, if we don't treat it with the power it deserves, that power will ruin our lives. And at the age of 16, I did not have a very wide-angle view of my life, right? I was only concerned with the moment and I wasn't concerned that my decisions had any other implication than right here and right now. And so I want to begin this sermon series by saying I did this wrong. I messed up. I had sex when I was 16 years old, 16 years old. And I want to talk to two people in this room right now because I get to stand up here today as your pastor with confidence because of the grace of Jesus Christ, because of the power and the love of God, because I know Jesus has forgiven me and he died for me. So the first group of people in this room I want to talk to is if you have already gone past your boundaries, If you've already think that you've messed up in this category, I want to tell you that God loves you. He sees you. He's with you right now and he's forgiven you. To the second person in the room who has, has not gone too far yet. And man, you believe that sex is so special when God created sex to be had in marriage between a man and a woman. I want to tell you tonight, there are going to be principles that you can put in place in your life to protect you in your heart it's shocking and it's sad, but I was not told about boundaries in relationships until I was engaged to my wife. I don't know why. I don't know how that's possible. I was raised in the church, but for some reason it took that long for someone to sit down with me and talk about boundaries. And tonight we get to talk about that. So guys, this is so important because we're going to give you things that you can apply to your life so that, yes, we can have boundaries set up, but there are principles we can set in place and actions that will help us not even get close to that boundary line. So we've looked back at Genesis, and I've shared some about my life, but what does this mean for us now? What does this mean for us today? Well, it, it, it means that we must live with sexual integrity. Integrity is simply living in a way where your beliefs and values match your actions, where what you think and hold deeply to be true comes out in the way you live. So when we say we need to live with sexual integrity, it means what we think and believe about sex matches how we treat talk about and view sex we define it this way sexual integrity is guarding your potential for intimacy through appropriate boundaries and mutual respect when your beliefs about something match your actions you are set up to win in that area that's the goal for sexual integrity now how do we get there How do we get there? Two things. First thing is appropriate boundaries and mutual respect. And when we say creating appropriate boundaries, we mean having a conversation with yourself and the person you are with about what is acceptable physically and emotionally. It also means having conversations about what you are going to do to keep those boundaries. So it's not just about setting up boundaries. It's about what are we going to do? What am I going to do to uphold these boundaries? It could be not going into their room. It could be leaving that person's house at 10 p.m. These are just a few things that we can implement into our lives so that we don't even get close to that boundary line. It means being proactive ahead of time about what you want and don't want when you're in the moment. And here's what we mean by mutual respect. Mutual just means you are making decisions, realizing there is more than one person involved. There is more than one person involved. So to have mutual respect means there is a shared respect, a shared honoring of one another. It means there is a question of, What is good for both of us? Does this honor them and does this honor myself? This means you don't take advantage of someone else and you don't compromise your own boundaries. This also means you have conversations instead of trying to read someone else's mind and you don't expect someone to read yours. In other words, sexual integrity is about way more than sex. It's about how you understand sex as good and powerful, but also how you view yourself and others. And I want to expand on this a bit about respecting others. And I'm going to use myself as an example again. So in high school, um, I used to ghost girls quite often, okay? And listen up here, listen up here. Please listen up. We are not glorifying sin. I was broken and Jesus saved me. We are going to learn from how I messed up tonight. By that I mean I would text them to be entertained and then when I was bored, I would block them and move on. This translated into relationships I was having. Once things got physical or things did not progress physically how I wanted them to, I would break up with the girl or move on. And there's some of you in this room that have done this or have thought patterns like this. And I want you to realize that your actions are affecting so many more people than just yourself. I have scarred many people because of my actions in my high school days. And to give some examples, man, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Snapchatting certain people but then never talking to them in real life? Why are you talking to them? Leading people on with no real hope of actually dating them or having a future with them? You're just messing with them. And you're messing with your own heart. It is time to stop treating relationships and sex like a game and start treating it like a reality that was created to be a good thing by our Heavenly Father. Because you see, God made humans very good. And parts of God's plan for these very good people was sex as a good and powerful thing. If we do not view sex the way God created it to be, its power will ruin our lives. You will chase after relationships for the wrong reasons, and your view of love will become distorted. Your view of love will become distorted. If you are not careful, your patterns in relationships will misinterpret to your soul what love truly is because you will start to look for the thing that will never satisfy you. You will start to look for the thing that brings us to such a high level, but then leaves us so low. So the bottom line today is sex is good and sex is powerful. And when we see God's design for sex more clearly, we can see just how good and powerful it really is. So as you can see, guys, this is much more than a sermon series of a pastor telling you, please wait till marriage to have sex. Yes, that is true, and you should, and that's how God created it to be. But there are steps here there are things that we're going to have to, and that are going to help us implement boundaries and things in our life that can help you along the way. So guys, tonight's going to be good and tonight's going to be powerful. And once again, I know, I know it's a little bit awkward knowing that we're about to groups and talk about sex. But as I've said, we cannot keep pushing it down. We cannot keep pushing it down. This is a time to share struggles, share victories in your life. This is a time to learn and grow together so that we can ultimately be closer to Jesus and hold on tightly to the way he has created sex to be. So I'm gonna pray for us and then y'all are gonna go to your groups. All right? God, Once again, I'm just, I'm blown away at your grace, your mercy, and your love. God, would you grant to each person in this room just a new sense of confidence and comfortability in their group tonight? God, I pray for our leaders in this room. I pray that you would give them confidence and comfortability, God. God, we want to bring this topic to light. Why? Because it's good. You have created it to be good. And God, it ultimately glorifies you. So God, would you be with every single group tonight? We love you, God.